0: The following is a hoop ball presentation. Another episode of the Hoop Bowl Celtics podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Lounsbury, here today after a preseason win from the Boston Celtics as they take down the Orlando Magic 98-97. to 97, I'm here with my co-host, Lucas Gaynor. How you doing, Lucas? I'm doing
1: very well. Stopped at Jalen Brown's store today in Boston. So, you know, I'm feeling great after that win
0: and uh, picking up that t-shirt, man. So I am doing absolutely wonderful. Yeah, man, I'm uh, I'm excited for you, man, getting, getting to go to Jalen Brown's, you know, brand new store down in Boston, super dope, getting some new gear and everything like that. Um. Also, make sure everybody you do go and follow the show on Twitter at Hoopball Celtics. You can also follow me on Twitter at Ball and Opinions. You can also follow us, Lucas at Luca underscore
1: Gainer. That's L U C A underscore G A Y N O R.
0: Yes, sir, man. I'm excited to talk some Celtics basketball today. I know it's preseason game one, but we got to see a lot of guys play, man. We we got to see almost everybody play. I don't think there was a guy out there that didn't play that we would have uh, anticipated to to get a view at. You know, we kind of got to look at everybody. The Celtics team looks pretty healthy going in, and it was it was fun to watch. It didn't feel like a normal preseason game. It kind of had, like, competitiveness feel to it. What do you think? No, it's
1: sure. Mike Gorman said it in the first quarter. He said this is not playing like a preseason game, and it sure was not. Um, both teams honestly came out in, in the whole game, and were playing competitively, making big shots. Uh, playing good defense, so yeah, you are right. I'm just glad to have basketball back, man. I usually am not the biggest fan of preseason, but you know, it was really good to watch
0: basketball again, man.
1: That's all I can say.
0: Yeah, I was super excited. Yeah, today on this today's episode, what we're going to be doing is we're just going to be recapping the preseason game one, just going over through quarters, seeing what we saw, some highlight plays and stuff like that. And then we'll just give our overall thoughts on on some players' performances, what we saw over on the game, kind of what to look forward to. Um, but yeah, man, uh, what. What did you think about that first quarter? Oh, well, listen, I think Jalen came out
1: just absolutely on fire. Um, He really was lighting it up unconscious. Uh, You can tell the ball movement from tip-off was different. Uh, The first few possessions maybe were sloppy, but after that, uh, they really showed they were ready to move the ball and not play iso ball like they did a lot of the time last year.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um, Something that I noticed that was very – like right off the get-go – was Boston was switching on everything. They were not even just switching on ball. They were also switching off ball. Like if the, somebody got hit with an off ball screen, they were just switching. It didn't matter who it was. Got to see a lot of Robert Williams playing on the perimeter, blocking jump shots instead of shots at the rim, which is very interesting to see. Um, also got to see Marcus Marcus switched on to obviously the bigger guys, which we all know that's not a mismatch. As teams mm-hmm. are, are slowly figuring out year by year, but sometimes they forget and they try to post them up. But also that ball movement, man, right at the 11-13 mark of that first quarter, less than a minute into the game, we saw a really good evident focus of like, hey, let's get the ball moving. It turned into a Jason Tatum three and just looked really crisp. I thought that was a, a very strong indication of where the direction of the Celtics are trying to go as an offense. And I saw what they're trying to do defensively too a lot in that first quarter. No, and they were
1: both promising on both sides of the ball. Um, like you said, Rob blocking jump shots, man, that is a really hard thing to do. Um, it's a really good skill for Rob to have. Um, given that, you know, he's not the biggest guy, it's more his athletic ability. You know, Rob's probably about 6'8, maybe 6'9, um, you know, probably 240. You know, he can really hang on the perimeter. And if he can block jump shots, if he can time them up like that, and he's not jumping on every pump fake, I think that's a really valuable skill. Um, you know, Ime is a defensive guy, so it's good to see that uh, defensive versatility and aggression really show. In the first preseason game um, And then on offense like you said The ball movement you know getting Tatum the ball still As our best player you know we want him Taking a lot of shots still um, I feel like in the past sometimes in the beginning of games Tatum would He wouldn't get the ball enough honestly in my opinion um, But getting him the ball in the right ways I think is Really important as opposed to just him Dribbling 10 times and then like, taking a shot That'd be a shot he can make But I'd much rather him shoot off the catch Catch and go um, attack the rim You know make things happen that way
0: yeah, and that's a really key point, too. You said you know we're used to watching him dribble a bunch and then shoot up a, a pretty contested shot. The thing in, the, in this situation was he didn't have to work to get the shot, and the shot was open. It, that's super important because it's going to keep him more fresh. He's not working as hard, and it adds some movement to the offense. It makes the defense work. It doesn't let teams get off easy with just everybody else standing around and watching a one-on-one play. They're getting away from that iso ball, which I, I really enjoyed myself.
1: Yeah, no, and like what you're saying, he made it look so easy. There was a couple times, even when they did, they were moving the ball, stretching the defense, so it would put Tatum maybe in some isolation spots that were advantageous, uh, you know, like down sort of uh, along the lower baseline. There was one play where he was isolated, I think, against Terrence Ross. Kind of just ripped through and went right by him and uh, just got an easy dunk uh, in the first quarter. So uh, that was good to see because, you know, I do want Tatum to take advantage of his, his skills. Like, you know, obviously he can score in isolation, But I I think it's important to, you know, pass the ball around, move the defense, uh, make them get stretched a little bit. So when he is isolating, he's in advantageous positions, not, you know, 30 feet from the basket.
0: Yeah. And then you also pointed out earlier about how hot Jalen Brown was. That's encouraging, obviously, to see because of the injury he had over the offseason surgery. You know, we missed the first round of the playoffs due to this the same injury that Romeo had on his shooting wrist. He was just on his off-ball wrist, with his left wrist, that's why it was taped up. Jalen Brown even said that it's still only at about eighty percent. And after the game, he did say it had some soreness to it at times throughout the game. But man, it didn't stop him in that first quarter. He had eleven of Boston's first fourteen points. Uh, was really hot, was hitting shots, but he wasn't forcing anything. He looked strong going to the paint, really creative, usual. Uh, I'm for Tim to another degree and they can really put some more pressure on other teams that I think this team could shock a lot of people this season
1: yeah no I, I agree with that I think that a lot of people are maybe underestimating them um I do think also a new addition Josh Richardson um tell me I mean I don't know about you but he stood out to me in a good manner on the defensive end, a little bit more than on the offensive end. I thought he looked great, you know, um, helping on defense. He has great hands. He blocked a couple shots in the first quarter, um, you know, and in, in, in the span of a few minutes. So I think that was uh, that was really encouraging to see because I just think, you know, being able to roll out lineups like Schroeder, Smart, Jay Rich, Rob Will, and Tatum, you know, that could be a really, really good and
0: versatile defensive lineup. Yeah, I really liked uh, what Josh Richardson offers on the defensive side. Um, I think it'd be great to be in that second unit. I'm not sure what Emei is planning as far as the starting units, but showing a strong indication he likes to play Jalen Brown at the two and also likes to play Jason Tatum at that three just because he wants them to be able to take advantage of their size advantages. I know they started Herman Gomez um, this game, but you know we don't know what the starting line is really going to be. Al Horford came off the bench. We don't know if he ends up starting or not. He's been making a case in camp for starter-like role. So, you know, Right now, we're just kind of feeling what, like what how guys are fitting, looking at different lineup sets and everything like that. I think may is looking for a pretty set lineup throughout the season. He's not going to be like Brad Stevens throwing out a bunch of different lineups based off matchups, inconsistent starting fives, and stuff like that. I think there's not going to be a lot of spe- experimenting um, throughout the season with Ime.
1: Yeah, I see Ime being that way as well, um, most likely. But he did mention, I think, that he was experimenting with this specific one in the preseason with um, Henning Gomez in the starting lineup, so... I wouldn't really look too much into that as a, as a fan of the Celtics. Um, you know, I doubt that Hernan Gomez will start. You know, I think it's not the worst option, but I just I don't think that's going to be the final starting lineup. Um, you know, but I will say, like you said, Horford might make a case to start. However, if he does play with the bench unit, I think that pick and roll with Schroeder, that dribble handoff with Schroeder, is going to be absolutely a thing of beauty. Um, you can clearly see that they have chemistry together. Um, as we know, Horford kind of recruited Schroeder here. Um, They played together in Atlanta, and that is still very evident. They had a couple alley-oop um, opportunities, pick-and-roll opportunities to get out the easy bucket, um, and that was really promising to see because I think that can really torch some second units around the league.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. And um, a thing that I liked, too, was seeing that chemistry on the floor was the alley-oop with Horford and Schroeder. That was, that was beautiful. I thought that they had a lot of on-court chemistry. I think that's important. And, you know, Horford has a really good connection with everybody. So maybe he could be that bridge guy. So when Schroeder is in with guys who are are more in the starting lineup and everything, Horford can maybe be in those lineups too and and really help Schroeder navigate with the other guys and and be that gel guy as far as everybody chemistry-wise, which I'm super excited about because I think there's crazy potential for some of these lineups to be kind of insane. And also Schroeder's defense. You talk about Jason Richardson's, man. Schroeder's defense was insane. He wasn't hitting a lot of shots in this game, but he did have some playmaking ability. He did move the ball really well. But on the defensive end, he's a pest, man. He, he reminds me of Rondo. And I know everybody's saying that, too. And I, I see it. I really do. I see the, the Rondo-esque to him. He's that guy that you would hate to play against but love to have on your team. And he's it, it's great because when Marcus Smart sits on, I want Schroeder out there because then you have somebody pestering at all times. Oh, I agree.
1: And honestly, as far as the Rondo comparison goes, I remember um, reading some draft reports on Schroeder before he came out. I mean, he wasn't super well known coming from Germany. Um, He was compared to Rondo and I think it's a pretty apt comparison, man. Um, He honestly is probably a little bit of a better shooter than Rondo. Um, You know, I know Rondo's improved his jumper, but they do play similarly, man. They're great. They're great passers. Obviously Rondo's a little flashier, but, you know, right after that alley-oop, he made that pass to Jalen, um, which could have been an alley-oop, but Jalen smartly came down and went for the reverse layup instead. Uh, that was a phenomenal find by Dennis as well. So I do think he's going to be a fan favorite here, um, knowing how much people loved Rondo in Boston. Um, I'm really looking forward to Schroeder's minutes, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised if he closes games. I know you said the Celtics like to uh, use Jalen and Jason at the 2-3, and three, but I wouldn't be surprised to see us get a little smaller in some matchups at the end of games with Schroeder smart, um Jalen Jason and Horford you know if Schroeder are smarter making their threes that's enough shooting I know there's a little bit of concern there about the shooting but I think it could definitely work out given how good that defense and playmaking will be
0: yeah absolutely and another guy right there Marcus Smart man let's you know it's not Celtics basketball without Marcus Smart diving on the ground taking a charge in the game this man <laughs> Marcus Smart just out here just Leading by example, he had that charge with five minutes and thirty seconds thirty six seconds left in the first quarter. You're talking like you're halfway through a first quarter, and Marcus Smart's already like sacrificing his body, laying out an example. Like this is what we're gonna be. We gotta practice, practice what you preach. And I just I think he's gonna end up being one of the captains. I know Brad Stevens didn't believe in captains, but Eme is gonna have two captains on this team. I I'm, I'm think it's going to be Marcus Smart. Marcus Smart has to be a captain on this team.
1: Oh, I agree. I mean, Marcus Smart really embodies what Celtics basketball is all about. And part of me wants to say, you know, that I wish Marcus would not take a charge in the first half or in the second half of the first quarter of the first preseason game. But that would be asking Marcus not to play like himself. And, you know, I remember a quote from uh, his high school coach. His high school coach basically said that he's brought the same energy, that same intensity, every day he's played basketball since he was in high school. So I could never ask Marcus to take that away, even though I want his, you know, his body to be good and sound for the regular season and everything. I want him to, you know, stay healthy. Um, but, uh, you know, I can't ask Marcus to be someone who he's not. So, uh, I love to see that from Marcus, man. I think the Celtics are going to be definitely a top half defense, probably a top 10, maybe top seven. If things really start clicking with the rim protection, um, because, you know, like I've said a bunch of times, you know, Ime loves his defense. And I think you're going to have to really be busting your butt on defense if you want to see the court this year.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's definitely how you're going to you win over Ime's love. I think that's why Ime loved Marcus Smart so much. There's a reason why the Celtics gave him an extension. And I think that was Ime and Brad Stevens being on the same page of like, hey, man, this is a guy I really want here as a foundational piece. This is a guy I feel like we can win with. So I'm happy to have Marcus Smart on this team. Um, that, that's all I have as far as the first quarter go. Do you have any um, other points that you wanted to point out in that first quarter?
1: Um, no, besides uh, – did R.J. Hampton's dunk come in the first quarter? His putback – no, that's um, not Celtics, but I think Ooh, that was, wee, the
0: that was first, a... it, it. was first half. It was first half. You know, but we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about that. How impressive that was. That was uh, that was pretty intense. Put back dunk, though. I thought RJ Hampton, he got bunnies, man. He really do.
1: Yeah, I will say uh, we don't obviously won't spend too much time on it, but man, Orlando impressed me honestly. Like we can go to the second quarter, but they did impress. I just want to say they impressed me. They they looked, uh, you know, it's only preseason, but they looked a little better than
0: I expected to be completely honest. No, absolutely. I think Mo Bamba probably played one of his best NBA games. I know it's preseason, but this was one of his best games I've ever seen him play. Like Uh-oh. he was he was blocking shots. He was, you know, getting boards. He was passing out the post properly. He was getting up and, and getting easy buckets. It was He hit a three he hit a jumper,
1: a hit three point or another no And Patrick, I don't think you need to be nice. That was easily the best game I've uh, I don't know, I was a big Mo Bamba guy in the draft. That was easily the most complete game I've ever seen Obama play, uh, as far as uh,
0: it's in but, uh, we it's can in a like while, right? It. Yeah, yeah. This, we can go in the second quarter though, but yeah, I, I really love some Obama, man. I I wanted Obama in Boston for a while, oh, so
1: want, uh, my my I still want him here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, I'll let you kick us off. So, how do you feel about the second quarter? I know it's back and forth, uh, you know,
0: all throughout. The- yeah, the second quarter, man. Um, I just thought personally, I you know, we don't have a lot of negative things to say. It's preseason one, but. There was a lot of settling in the second quarter. I felt like the the offense kind of got a little bit more stagnant. It just was not as as firm. I don't know if it was from, like, the second unit coming in the in that first quarter that played bad that just kind of trickled into that start of the second. I didn't really like that. And then there was that scary moment where Jalen Brown was seen holding that wrist at about that 526 mark in that second quarter, and it was on, like, a reach-and-foul from Orlando hitting his wrist. And I was just like – my heart just stopped and just like, man, I, I love Jalen. I know why he's out there. I think the reason why he's out there right now is he made a new coach. There's a new system involved. He wants to prove that he can help learn the system with the other guys. He wants to be there setting an example. But I also am like, man, Jalen, I want you to be healthy for, for the start of the season. I want you to do that risk to be 100%, not 80% when you're out there, you know? Um, I do wish they kind of took a little bit more time and, and really got healthy before coming back. But I understand the competitive nature, man. Jalen Brown is out there, and he and he was a bucket.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you there. That was a little scary, but it's good to see he's okay. Um, I, I'm with you. I wish they would have taken maybe a little bit longer uh, and maybe not rushed him back. But if he feels he's good to go and the doctor said medically he's good, I don't think there's anything stopping him. Um yeah, like you said, man. Mo Bama really killed it here in the beginning of the second quarter. I uh, scored eleven points. Uh, pretty, I believe, in the first five minutes of the of the second quarter. But uh, you know, in the first half, honestly, Tatum and Brown carried us. And they had, I think, three fifths of our points. They had about, I think, they had what do they have? Thirty of our third? No, thirty-two of our uh, fifty in the first half. So I think that really shows, like you said, the offense got a little bit stagnant. Um, we had to rely a little more on those two. Um, you know, but I do think. Uh, I think all the signs are still there. Process over results, you know. It stalled for a little bit, but uh, they picked it up honestly towards the end of the second quarter. So I'm, I'm not super worried. Looks like they still have the uh, ball movement down.
0: Oh yeah, and then we had that. that the second quarter was when that Jalen Brown on the fast break had that sweet mm-hmm. behind the back pass to an open Horford in that corner for the three with the three minutes left in that second quarter. who man, that was beautiful. I was just like and the whole entire garden went absolutely crazy when that happened, man. You just heard the, the crowd roaring. I think they were just excited to play in front of the crowd again. You know, it was just like whew, back in Boston crowds here. capacity's pretty high. It's a preseason game, but the energy was there, man. It felt, it felt good. It felt amazing. Horford was getting all the love. He's, he's happy to be back. And then also in that second quarter, we saw a lot of the, a lot of more of the Dennis and Horford chemistry. It was very clear that they, they've been, they've been playing together before and they like playing next to each other it's it's a chemistry that's that's very evident when you're watching film
1: oh for sure 100% um and speaking of al i really think al looks incredibly uh, incredibly good man it seems like um you know him being shut down um in okc getting all that rest man i think that really did some good for his body um for just you know his overall endurance he does not look old at all I mean, like you said, when he got that behind-the-back pass from Jalen, man, the garden exploding. I can only imagine what it's going to sound like after the home opener. Uh, you know, when you know, Tatum puts a post someone on a poster or you know makes a flashy pass like that. I can't wait for the regular season to get uh, to get kicked off.
0: No, absolutely. Um, one other thing: first half overall, I thought the Celtics could have been a lot better at you know holding on to the basketball. I thought they gave away too many easy turnovers. Uh, I understand that's kind of like a part of, you know, learning a new offense. And a lot of it came from the bench units, Payton Pritchard's and everything like that, in the end of that first quarter. But I, I really w- want to see them take care of the basketball a lot better. I know Jason and uh, Jalen both had troubles as well at times, having some just knucklehead turnovers, just stuff is like, ah, that pass, you should have made it. Or, hey, I slipped on the court right here and just dribbled it off of my foot or something. It's Just clean it up. I just wanted to look a little bit more cleaner than it was, but it's preseason, so I'm not going to be super nitpicky.
1: Mm. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I saw um, Samar made a couple turnovers, I believe, in the first half. And he was trying to make a – he was really – you could tell he was really excited to move the ball. They were kind of like quick passes um, that he just rushed into a little bit. So I think that, like I said, process over results, man, they're trying to move the ball, so I'm okay with a few turnovers here and there. Except for, you know, Pritchard. I saw Pritchard one time, he tried to like – kind of bring the ball down on a rip through. And basically, I think Cole Anthony just took it out of his hands while it was on the ground. This is not preseason. I mean, this is not summer league anymore, Peyton. I think uh, he'll just slowly get, you know, adjusted uh, to the game again, you know, as it only being his second year in the league. But, uh, yeah, like you said, don't want to nitpick too much, man. It's preseason. So, you know, I like what I saw overall. So I'm not really going to be too upset with the the turnovers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, you had Orlando led Boston 52-50 after that first half. And then going into that third quarter, man, Hernan Gomez, man, I wanted to talk about him a little bit. You know, he did start in this game. He's he's a hustle guy, man. I like him. He gets in there. He, he kind of grabs these weird offensive rebounds. He always looks like he's in the wrong place, but the ball finds him somehow. And he's just really good at kicking it back out or you know, just going back up and finishing real quick. He's really versatile, too. Like on the defensive end, he may not be the greatest at lateral quickness, but he's able to kind of stay in front of the guards enough. He's not like Ennis Cantor type you know, in front of a guard. He's, he's still like an option where he's there and he can contest and everything like that. I thought he was solid, man. I thought he, he had a good showing out. Uh, he had a lot of hustle plays, and I like his grit and grind. He's, he's a good little glue guy.
1: No, listen, I think I think Hernan Gomez understands that. That's the type of guy he needs to be in order to see uh, the floor. Um, you know, You need role players like that who are willing to do the dirty work. Um, and I think Hernan Gomez is that guy, man. He impressed me as well. I know he can shoot, so that's just a good option to have at the stretch four. I don't know how many minutes I'll really see at the five, but uh, he definitely is going to be uh, be in there a little bit, I think, like you said, as a glue guy. Um, But, you know, the Celtics started off kind of cold, but you know what the first basket of the third quarter was? It was a very, was it? very, very, very lap down from Taylor. Mike. Oh, that was some Duke on Duke crime right there oh, ripped through to his left hand on the left wing and basically went up with two hands and just what we call put oh. Wendell Carter in the rim there. Um, you know, that was quite the dunk, man. It was really good to see. I think Tatum is going to be. I think he's going to be, I don't want to say top five MVP, but I think he'll be at least in the top seven voting. Maybe when it's all said and done, man, he looks like things are coming very easy to him. Um, like you said, you know, in the first quarter, he was willing to work for his buckets. And that was the thing about that's impressive about Jason is that a lot of the times, man, he had to work insanely hard for his buckets. You know, and he still averaged twenty seven points a game. So in offense is maybe getting him easier look, man, manufacturing him some uh, easy looks, man. I can't wait to see what he's
0: gonna do. Yeah, man, that, that dunk was insane. It was at that 940 mark in that third quarter for anybody who want to go back and he wasn't able to catch the game. Just go to that point of the game, and you could check it out, and, and you see Jason Tatum just finish over Wendell Carter Jr. I thought that downhill Tatum going attacking to the rim, showing his strength and everything. He looks bigger. He He's showing stronger. He's a lot better at holding on to the basketball when he's at the rim. I just thought overall from the aspect of him being aggressive is – a tatum that i want to see more of and i'm excited for like he's a lot of those plays that i saw in that preseason game one i was hardly seeing in all of last season it was very rare to see that type of tatum and i saw it throughout this preseason game i don't even think he shot more than maybe four five three attempts like i feel like he was living in the paint it, it, i just remember last season he always tried to get going with these jumpers these side step jumpers it was like it was like over and over. Same same concept every game. First quarter, Jason Tatum misses the first four shots, they're all jumpers. And it's like this game, it was like totally different.
1: Yeah. Yeah, he only took four threes. I mean, it was one of four. Honestly, the Celtics kind of honestly, outside of Jalen in the beginning of the first quarter, they kind of struggled. Then obviously towards the end of the game, they hit a, hit a few big ones. But uh something I also saw out of Jason that you know it's preseason, like I don't want to get carried away, but he hit the glass, man. He had nine rebounds. I think there was actually I could kind of feel that his presence on the glass a little more than I used to. That's probably in his strength, um, you know. With our bigs being, you know, Rob and Horford, um, maybe not two guys who have been known to dominate the glass as big men. I think the wings like Tatum and Brown and Richardson chipping in is going to be, uh, you know, a big thing actually in order to, you know, stop possessions and truly get a stop, uh, not allowing second and third chances. Um, so I think that was a, that was a good sign to see from Tatum. Man, he's hitting the glass a little bit.
0: Yeah, man, we're, we're excited for Jason Tatum, and I'll, I'll say it, man. I'll, I'll put myself on – I'll put my ass out there on the line, all right? Okay. I got Jason Tatum top four MVP candidate. Let's go. Uh, book it. Book it. Yeah, it on I the board. To my best top four. I said, top top four. Not even top five. I'm going to say top four. I'm going to be real bullish, all right? Uh, no, I mean, it's a br- – And I'm normally not the Homer guy. I'm normally oh. not a Homer guy. No, that's
1: a real, that's a real possibility, man. I mean, let's – like, Tatum could really explode he really could explode onto the scene. You know, like I said, I hedged my bets there with the top seven. Cause you know, there's a lot of damn good players. Um, you know, we got to watch out for Chris Paul's leadership, getting him into the MVP category again. Um, so <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, uh, so, uh, but I, or, uh, I don't know why I just took that <laughs> shot, but, uh, maybe it's because Robert Siver won't pay DeAndre Ayton, but, uh, that's a story for another day. Um, but no, I really do think. Come Tatum, to Boston. I don't think it's out of the question, Patrick, at all, that Tatum could finish top four on MVP voting. Like, if he averages, you know, close to thirty points a game, ups his rebounds and assists a little bit, uh, does not really drop on the defensive end. Um, you know, I think that'll be something that uh that I could definitely see happening.
0: Let's just make sure the NBA gets him on an All NBA team this year and gets that right. You know, the, the guy who led the league in most fifty points game last year didn't even get on an All NBA team. It cost him some money. There's a chip on his shoulder. Jason Tatum is coming.
1: Listen, that's my guy. He deserved that extra bonus, honestly, for being completely honest. I really wish that he got All-NBA because Tatum really played like an All-NBA player, so he deserves to get paid like an All-NBA player.
0: That's true, man. And and, and also in that third quarter, man, uh, the perimeter defense was, was lacking a bit. I thought the switches got him in some bad positions on the perimeter. The Orlando... Magic were able to hit a lot of 3 points. Celtics gave up a lot of threes in this game, man. They just were very weak on the perimeter. That was an issue last season. I'm, I'm not going to take too much from one game, but at the same time, it's, it, it hurts seeing something that was so annoying to watch last season come up in that first preseason game with a whole different roster and still having that same issue with the perimeter defense. It's very concerning for me in that aspect of things. I hope that they can... It could be a little bit more extended as far as the perimeter defense goes. Yeah, agreed.
1: I want to move on to the uh, on to the fourth. Got anything? More?
0: Uh, we got a couple a couple things here left. Uh, Aaron, I have in the in that third quarter, oh. we had that Grant Grant Williams had a great defensive possession that ended up leading to that fast break where Jalen Brown tossed it up to Jason Tatum. I thought that was a beautiful play. Um, Grant Williams also lost fifteen pounds and is looking to lose another eight. He looks fantastic he doesn't look slow he has some lateral quickness to him grant williams i applaud you for taking time to really buy in now to the four being a four i know last season he tried to bulk up and be a five for brad stevens but he may looks like he wants to use him as a four so he slimmed back down yeah
1: honestly i think that is great to see him um grant you know if he's our, like, I just, I'm going on the roster. He's probably the 11th guy on the roster. I mean, I love that for a roster if Grant Williams is the 11th man. Honestly, I think we're seeing how deep the Celtics team is. I don't think we're going to have to overextend, guys. Like you said, Grant's getting in shape, uh, to you know, because, you know, he's probably, there's probably not a lot of minutes at that five position with Robin Al here, especially with bringing Cantor as our third center. Um, So with Grant as our 11th guy, man, he's a smart player. We all know that it's kind of more about foot speed with him, you know, staying in front of guards on the perimeter. And obviously he started shooting terribly last year, but you know, he ended up shooting a pretty good clip from three last year. Actually, he kept knocking them down over the latter half of the year. So maybe that's not even really a concern. So that is good to see. Like I know a lot of Celtics fans get on grant because he has bad moments. But Like you said, you know, committing getting his body in the right shape that he needs it to be. And especially if he's so deep in our bench, I think, Honestly, Grant is going to, you know, he's going to look a lot better, you know, not being a guy that we really, really, really have to rely on. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I, I think he can earn himself a role where he does get some minutes in some moments in some games when it's just his night. Yeah. Uh, I thought he had a great little three. that he knocked down and everything no, like that? I just want to say, oh, say Patrick, yeah, I think
1: that's exactly, you're exactly right. There are going to be some games where Grant comes up huge, like randomly, you know. email will stick with him and he'll play down the stretch. I, I totally
0: can see that happening. I see it, man. I just, you know, four is where our weakest point. And I also love the quote from uh, Grant Williams after the game. where he's like, I, you know, after he slimmed down everything, his whole goal is he wants to be a mini Al Horford. And that is a great way to like put things for him, like just be a, a, a big that can pass out, find the guys that are open, and really just try to defend at a, at a good level when you have the defender in front of you and the ball in front of you.
1: That's all we need from Grant. You know what I mean?
0: Absolutely, and uh, that's all I have there for that third quarter. Uh, We could jump into now that fourth quarter where we had less of the less of the big name guys out there. Yeah,
1: yeah, which is always good to see, though. You know, I'm glad that you know we kind of get the end of the you know younger guys, some guys who are maybe towards the end of the rotation um, to get those you know clutch minutes. And we saw a couple guys come up really, really big. I know. I'll let you take it away because honestly, you are two huge proponents of these uh, these two young gentlemen. I'm sure you know who I'm talking.
0: Oh yeah. But one thing is, uh, I wanted to note is that for some reason it took to like nine minutes and fifty three seconds into the, left in the game to get Cantor and Lingford in the game. I know Aaron Neesmith came in a little bit later, but man, um, that fourth quarter was was fun, man. It was a it was a poor shooting night for Dennis, who who still played some of that fourth quarter, but his playmaking was good. And then Orlando was pretty in control of this game, man. They were up mm-hmm. by ten points with seven minutes and forty seconds left. And then they were just abusing Cantor whenever they tried to do the switch defense. So I noticed that they were switching on everybody but Cantor's guy. So Cantor just ended up going under the screens in those situations. So they adjusted after he got burned really bad by Cole Anthony in a switch. He just gave up an easy layup. And then, um, yeah, man, they ended up starting playing with some space and and pace. You know, Pritchard came out. Started looking like Steph Curry again at times, shooting stupid long three-pointers. And our boy Aaron Neesmith, man, the sniper. How he said that after draft night, he's like, I'm just here to be a sniper. That's what I'm supposed to be. Help out Jason and Jalen and hit open threes. That's what I want to do. Man, he looks like that guy now. He sure does, man.
1: You know, like uh, I think there was a stat. He shot 19% uh, through the first you know, through the first stretch of the season, like I think it was through the first twenty off games, and then the rest of the year he shot forty one point three percent. I think going back to his college days, watching him shoot in the summer league, and that that last stretch of the year, I really think that's more indicative of his shooting performance than the beginning of his career. Um, coming off no training camp and everything was such a weird rookie season. Man, he really came down the stretch. Um, you know, I'm on the Smith hype train, man. I think he's somebody who could end up, you know. The perfect – what I want to see from him is controlled chaos, man. I can't ask him to turn off the chaos meter just like I can't ask Smart to dial it back because that's who he is. Um, But I, I would like to see niesmith you know, kind of corral his energy, man. And he will be a really, really important piece because if he can defend, make hustle plays, and hit three-pointers – and, you know, honestly, he can attack the rim to some degree, straight line – straight line driver for sure. But uh, if he could do that, man, he'll definitely carve out a significant role on the, on the Celtics team.
0: Yeah man for my for my Naruto fans out there man we just want to see we want to see him you know just control his chakra right we know he has like all this chakra inside of him all this energy um and sometimes it gets out of control and he can't control it as well we just need him to just be able to control it but still use it use it to its full capacity in a controlled way that's all we want i think that's like the best comparison i can come up in my mind is using Naruto for some reason to compare uh to Aaron Neesmith's like energy on the court
1: Listen honestly, I can't lie. I didn't watch Naruto. I'm more of a Dragon Ball guy, but it made perfect sense to me. So that's how I know it was a good analogy. Honestly,
0: so uh. it's it's fine. It's fine. The people out there who watch Naruto will know. Um, but also, man, yeah, Aaron Smith was 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 good. Man, he hit it back to back threes when he came into the game. Uh, he had that crazy play where he saved the ball and then ended up coming back into play, got the ball in transition, and did a euro step to the to the cup through traffic. I was just like, wow, man. Like that, The ability he has to not only just be a shooter, but he also is aggressive and can finish at the rim like that, that's something that could be really valuable to the Celtics moving down the line. And I think he could make a case, and we both preached this in the offseason, was maybe the Celtics might be at best with him in the starting lineup. I know you may wants to do that 2-3 with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, but if there's ever times where it's like, all right, man, we, we kind of want Aaron Neesmith in there. I'm not mad at it.
1: Because then we have a terrific – our, our second unit, if, you know, then we start Rob Williams, per se. I mean, or if we start Horford. But if we start Rob, then off the bench we have Schroeder, Richardson, and Horford. I love that being our sixth, seventh, and eighth man um, if Neesmith is the starter. But we will see. I just want to say that play, though, that steal, I and mean, the awareness to get the steal and then tip it back inbounds to a teammate, man, that is some really great court awareness. So uh, I lo- it really shows me that he really – even though it's kind of chaotic, he really has some great awareness on the court.
0: No, absolutely. And the, the, the crazy part was, is like he came in around the five minute mark. Celtics were down pretty big, um, about eleven points. He comes in, hits two threes, and then at that three oh nine mark is when he end up getting that save and everything, and then getting the euro step to the basket. He literally had eight points in like two minutes. It, he just went, and the whole garden just went bananas. Like everybody was getting loud. It felt like a a damn regular season game. Felt like a really meaningful game, and crowd was going crazy for Ernie Smith. Ernie Smith pulls them back in within the game. Um, Paint Pritchard hit some big shots down the line too. And then we we both have if you're on Spotify Green Room right now watching this live. You see our profile pictures, man. We we know who the man of the hour is tonight. Go ahead and take him off with it, Lucas. So what, what you think do, about man. Romeo?
1: Oh, this is new. Number nine, Romeo. This man said he's, he switched from 45 to nine because the 45 made him feel chunky. The nine made him feel a little more slight, maybe move a little faster. Um, he hit the game-winning three-pointer, man. He was two of two on his threes, man. Uh, it was really gorgeous to see, man. Um, I do think he looks a little slimmer with that number nine. I'm in concurrence with him there. Um, I think number nine suits him way better. That's just a better basketball number in my eyes. Um, then 45. He's not a fullback, he's a shooting guard. So, I love to see that. But, man, if we can get anything from Romeo, like we obviously know how he can defend on the ball, and we obviously know he's a pretty good slasher. But, uh, man, he was ready for that big moment. I know it's preseason, but man, he was ready, stepped into that, and he had other options. He could have waited, he could have driven, he could have passed it. No, he stepped right into that three pointer comfortably, knocked it down uh, to win
0: us the game. Yeah, man, he was good on both sides of the ball, too. He had some good defensive moments. He he hit m- multiple threes. He he was just good, man. He looked solid. He was aggressive. He went to the hole. Uh I was happy to see Romeo Langford play some meaningful basketball. He's kind of the guy on the hot seat, you know, like with the Celtics team. If he really wants to be on this team moving forward, he's going to have to work really extremely hard to earn some minutes. I think, you know, the path for him to get minutes is is going to be harder than Grant Williams. And that might shock some, some Celtics fans, but at the end of the day, that's reality. You know, yeah, you know, being available is the best ability you can have, and Romeo hasn't been the most available there, you know. And, and so we need Romeo Langford to come out and, and prove that he wants to play basketball for the Celtics and, and really be efficient and take that next step.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I think um, he really is going to have to prove something because he's going to be up for his extension soon. And, uh, you know, he's going to have to really prove something to the Celtics, um, you know, if he wants the contract or prove things to other teams too if they want to, you know, offer him a restricted uh, restricted free agency offer sheet. I will say it was good to see Peyton Pritchard play the entire fourth quarter. Um, He also had five assists in this fourth quarter alone. So, you know, I know it's preseason. He was going against – You know, probably some guys who he really won't be going against um, at the end of a real game. But it was good to see him, you know, control the pace of the game, uh, be the point guard. Even though he has the clip, you know, from 35, 30 feet, man, it was good to see him, you know, take over that point guard role and, uh, you know, kind of let Lee Smith and uh, Romeo uh, take the big shots on the stretch.
0: I know Orlando was hitting everything down that stretch, too. They were hitting some big threes, deep threes, and Payton Pritchard was responding on them. You had Romeo Langford respond. You had Aaron Neesmith respond. The young guys were responding to the moment, man. At the end of the day, they all were hitting big shots. It was a great job of grinding out a 98-97 to win against Orlando. I know it's preseason, but we saw a lot of good things from a lot of players on the team, and it was really hard to nitpick all the bad on them, to be honest. And I I love the the email optimism uh, after the game was we're not always going to shoot 35%. Like, yeah, I hope not, but we did a lot last year. So uh, did you watch last year? (laughs) Just because um, 35% uh, was kind of the MO of the Celtics whenever we went out there and just didn't show up. It was like, wow, we look at the box under 35%. It seems about right. So I'm hoping that that, uh, that trends in the right direction as well. But Man, good grind out win by the by the boys here. I thought the Celtics did a, a good job of just overall finishing out strong and, and playing together as a team. And a lot of them looked like they were having fun, man. Jalen Brown was smiling during moments of the of the game and it, it seemed like there was a joy in this Celtics and this team looks like they're having fun. And that's mm-hmm. like the most important part, I think, when it comes to team chemistry.
1: Yeah, no, you have to love um, – your teammates love how you're playing the game um, in order to be, you know, the best team you really can be, I think. I think people underrate chemistry and camaraderie when it comes to basketball teams. That is a very real thing off, and that translates to on the court as well. Um, I will say, though, um, just want to shout out former Celtic Brad Wanamaker to sign with the Pacers. Um, always love to see that. You know, shout out him. He was good for us here. Just, I just saw Woj. Just got that Woj notification. Um, just wanted to shout him out real quick. Um, you know, got to show love to the former Celtics. Um, but yeah, man, seriously, this did not feel like a preseason game. I don't know. I can't wait to see the home opener because if this is what the crowd was like in preseason, you know, I honestly might make my way to a preseason game too while I'm back here, uh, in new England, man, I might as well while I'm here. So, uh, I'm looking forward to that as well.
0: Yeah, man, that that was a great, uh, that'd be a great time. I'm, I'm really hyped for the opening of the season. Um, any takeaways from this game that you wanna you wanna let out right now? Um, anything you saw that you wanted to mention?
1: Um, I think we we cover pretty much everything. I mean, like you said, I think my biggest takeaways are that we're moving the ball um a lot more than we did last year, at least at first glance um in the preseason, and then that we are very versatile on defense. Um, but I would like to see some of the perimeter defense things get cleaned up. But I think those are my two main takeaways: is that we really saw the ball movement and the defensive versatility uh, play out in front of us. So that was really good to see.
0: Yeah, man, I I might be like uh, hungover a little bit on this on this win. I might be thinking too much. I might be coming to homer a little bit, but uh, I'm a, I'm gonna say a hot take. You know, Celtics gonna be a top four seed if they stay healthy. Uh, Jason Tatum's gonna be a top four MVP candidate, and uh, the Celtics are gonna win a lot more games and get out of the the first round and surprise a lot of people in the playoffs. Yeah. So that's those incredible. are those are my bold predictions after one week uh, or one game of a preseason. Um, that's how hyped I am. That's how insanely. Stoked them to, to see these guys start playing basketball again. And I'm just happy to see um, everybody healthy and going into a season with a whole new mindset.
1: Yeah. No, honestly, speaking of health, it just – I do want to emphasize Jalen looks phenomenal, man. He really does. He looks fresh. I know he had the knee tendonitis as well last year along with the wrist. Um, that doesn't look like it's bothering him at all. It looks like he kind of, you know, really got healthy in that process when his, uh, he was out with his wrist. So – I really like to see that, man. It's great to see our guys healthy. It feels like we haven't been fully healthy. And so it hasn't. It feels like we haven't been healthy since Al Horford left us the first time, honestly, even though that is not about injuries. But when, now that he's back, uh, man, it really feels good to see the Celtics clicking on all cylinders, man. I can't wait to see an actual meaningful basketball game. Because like you said, this is preseason. I think it's natural to overreact to the first, basket, uh, first NBA game we've seen in a while. Um, so... Uh, you know, I think it's all good that we're overreacting maybe a little bit, but I just can't wait to see some actual real life counted on the stat sheet basketball.
0: No. Yeah, man, I, am right there with you and I'm, um, I'm excited for some more Celtics basketball um, coming up for us and we'll be right there for the coverage, man. You can um, also follow us on Twitter. We already put our handles in the beginning of the show, but you can also follow the show on hoop Celtics on Twitter. You can also go ahead and give us a, uh, a like, a, uh, and follow us on uh, Apple Podcast and Spotify. Um, make sure you write a review. Make sure you tell your friends to write a review. Ask questions too. Yeah, ask questions. Yeah.
1: You want us to cover anything? You know, maybe something you want to hear that we haven't talked about for sure. Put that. You know, if you're here on Spotify Greenroom, obviously you can put that in the chat always. But if you're listening on Spotify, Apple Music, um, or I mean, yeah, Apple Podcasts, totally just put a put a question down there, and we will be more than happy to oblige.
0: Yeah, man, and uh, hit us up on Twitter. If you guys ever have any Celtics uh, questions or anything like that, you can always uh, hit one of us up. We'll always uh, probably respond most of the time. And, uh, yeah, man, we're, we're excited for the rest of the Celtics uh, going into the season, and we're getting hyped, man. So let's get ready for preseason game two. Yes, sir. All right, guys, thank you so much for stopping by. We're out. Everyone
1: have a good night.